Jesse Sterling. Are you just going with that? I, I, I'll come up with something. Okay. I have not thought about it since the last episode. You know, every intro to our podcast does not have to be like a joke about your stage name. That's what you think. Um. Go check out Amanda, please. Amanda, please. Our, our favorite... Our favorite uh, female Florida rapper who uh, exposes her butthole in her music videos. It's not her butthole, it's her... Her butthole's in there, too. It's her vagina. Her vagina lip. No, her butthole's in there, too. I don't recall that. Oh. I know this sounds weird. Go watch the video. You'll understand. Yeah, it's definitely an earworm, too, yes. unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, how are you coming off of this big, crazy weekend? I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm always tired. How about you? Same. Uh, we had Violet Riot's first birthday. Yes. And of course, the only rain we've had for two days fell within the entirety of her party. Yep, two days. Weeks. <laughs> um. Yeah, it went really well, though, I would say. We had a good time. Yeah. I think our guests had a good time. Um. Yeah, but it's busy. It's really nice to have that in the rear view, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, moving on. I'm trying to think. Moving on. This is how dead I am. I just have no ability to drive this car right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've been watching Drag Race lately. That's right. Today's topic is going to be uh, not only Drag Race, but drag in general. Just drag, yeah, Especially, it's it's a very hot button issue right now. Right. Some might even say flaming hot. Um, You sound like... uh, Homer in The Simpsons with John Waters. Yes, I like my home. I just watched that episode recently. Yeah, I know. What do you think of that? So, you know what's funny? When I was a little kid watching that episode, I, I knew gay people were a thing. I learned gay people were a thing from the uh, the real world of San Francisco where there was the dude Pedro on there who had AIDS. Yep. And then famously, like the day after the finale episode, died of AIDS. And like, wow, that is crazy timing. I always think it's funny when you use the word famously, because you use it for I a say lot. A lot yeah. yeah, even if something's not famous. That's a very he. Uh, You're like famous. No, I know that's famous, but you'll be like famously my mother. Blah blah blah. And it's like, ow. is is that famous? Famous in her own orbit. <laughs> um, but yeah, watching the episode Homer's Phobia, I wasn't sure what made it clear that John Waters. I think his name is character's name is John. That John Waters' character was gay. Because he doesn't say anything to Marge. He just... He is himself. And that's where Marge is like, you know... I think he's a little different than you realize, Homer. I don't know. Maybe she's got good gaydar. Maybe. Uh, I, I could see Marge being a great F-hag. But yeah, were you always... Were you... Like, how were your parents with gay people? Because I know your dad was a little racist. I don't think I'm... I I did not know a gay person until... Well, all right. There was a kid in our school who... So This is different. Because when it's a little kid you've literally known since kindergarten, it's not that, oh, he's gay. It's like, oh, he's a sissy. And we didn't, you know, pick on him or anything. Everybody was just clear, like, he's... Eric's a little Something's up. Yeah. I remember having that, like, before you really knew someone was gay. You were like, something's, like, off. Yeah. 
Well, because you don't know who you are at that point, so you're kind of comparing and contrasting. And I feel like as a straight boy, I definitely looked at that kid and was like, all right, I'm not that. Yeah. Um, despite my dad's best, uh, despite my dad's best shamings for not being tough enough, I'm definitely not that. And that guy later on, many years later, famously, famously, um, I, I got my, my car booted and towed and I just made a pathetic online, like, can anybody send me money, please? And one of the only people that did was fucking Eric. Wow, that was very nice. And I had no relationship with him. So yeah, Eric, Eric was always a stand up guy. Wow, very nice of him. Yeah. See, I grew up with a lot of gay people in my life. This will sound like such a cliche, but like my parents' best friends weren't gay. Hmm. Um, still are. They're the ones still who gay. Good for still, them. Still gay. Still best friends. Uh, they're the ones. <laughs> I, well, know, what? I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, but I was about to say that's who my grandfather just took a motorcycle ride with. Now, does he know that he took a motorcycle ride with gays? Because I mean, Irv seems pretty cool. But I don't know how far that extends. I think he knows they're gay. I think one of them, he was like, is she a Where, man or a woman? Where's her husband? <laughs> Can you please take me on your husband's motorcycle? Well, I he doesn't de- sound like I that. definitely have, like, no, he knows they're gay, though. Uh-huh. But um, I have a distinct memory of, like, trying to figure out, because my uncle on my dad's side is gay. Uh-huh. I remember having a distinct memory. I was very young. But I was like, does he have... Like, why doesn't Uncle Drew have a wife? Is he ever going to get married? And that's when my dad took the opportunity to say, well, uh, Jair is his partner. Because, you know, that was uh-huh. the language at the time. And right. that, that is essentially I, I still don't like the term partner. But you know what it is? I, I think I'm fine. It's when straight people, or let, let's be honest, if if a couple, if a penis and vagina couple referred to themselves as partners and there may be, it, you know how some people, their their definition of queer is like the guy is skinny and the girl has blue hair? The tryhards. I actually don't mind partner though because I think our generation, boyfriend and girlfriend sounds so early in your relationship, but a lot of times like our generation will get married, like they'll be together for years but not get married, not plan on getting married. And it's like, is that still really your boyfriend? I don't know. Mm. So I don't mind it. I, don't know. It, it, I think there are other reasons to use the word, the term partner than just like you're trying to prove a point. Right. Um, so no, first, first confirmed gay person I knew was uh, my cousin because when I was 13, she came out as lesbian. And I remember even like my stepdad at some point being like, I think this is when she was like engaged. And my stepdad being like, I don't think they should get married. I mean, it's... Uh, it's against the Bible. And my mom, to her credit, being like, Mr. fucking Bible, when did you ever go to church? Are you kidding me? And I can see your mom, like, giving him that sign. Yeah, we we as a fa- we as a, a, a small nuclear family, immediately, it, like, I always, <laughs> I remember him telling me, like, you're not supposed to, because of some uh, trivia. Uh, it was, you remember B.C., before Christ, yeah. and A.D.? Remember. Well, no, no, no. Now they use before common error and after common error. Oh, as far as I didn't know it was thing. A.C.E. Yeah, no, it's B.C.E. A.C.E. Oh. Yeah. But bef- it's before Christ and A.D. is right. Anno Domini, which right. is year of the Lord. My stepfather swore up and down like, no, it means after death, which is fucking stupid because like, all right, well, before Christ and then after death. What the fuck what, are those? What, thir- those 33 what are those 33 years, years yeah. Kenny? Answer me that. And I nicely told I was like 10 years old. 
and he got pissed off. I was raised. Like, you're not supposed to correct your elders. Like, oh God. no, you're not supposed to. By the way, first off, the generation of don't correct your elders is like, Mister, you really shouldn't beat your wife in the town square. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Johnny, don't correct your elders. He will abuse his family as he sees fit. But even then, it's like that doesn't count with fucking trivia. You don't win Jeopardy because you're older than me and put. Well, and put a roof over my head because my dad doesn't pay child support. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I should have felt that meatloaf in my belly and been like, you know what, Kenny? After death. You got it, champ. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like... Because you, you also... I heard you start to say, like, nu- you you know, uh, nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you had a nuclear family by uh, <laughs> definition only. Well, I just mean I had... Father figure, mother, brothers. Right. But I'm. I was also saying that to uh, discern between my extended family, the cousin I'm actually talking about here. Gotcha. So like I your think, immediate family. Exactly. And the family itself was cool with it. Um, we talked about this before. My my nephew, who's uh, who kids say the darndest jerkiest things. Yeah, he's a dick. I don't uh, have a problem. Calling uh, yeah, him we we don't know who'll listen to this. He can be a dick. Let's be, be fair. But I remember. Hearing the story of him asking, uh, I gotta make up names there. He's like, "Hey, uh, literally like five years old. Like, I noticed that uh, Lisa and Amber, they're like, they're always. Where are their husbands? And somebody (laughs) is like, "Oh, well, they're actually together. Girls can be together." And I'm going, "Oh, okay. I don't think I like that." I love that because it's kind of funny because he's coming at it with no preconceived notion. Uh-huh. He's just like something's not right about well, that. This makes it makes sense with little kids because like does he care now? I don't think he cares. Just because little kids want to be confident, so like when they know something, like all right, I know something, and if you're taking out a fundamental thing they know, they're they're having they're literally having a a a. a uh, conservative moment of like this ain't my country i learned last week that mommies and daddies go together and you're trying to tear down my sacred institutions that i learned a week ago although he is a church boy also i still need someone to wipe my ass not him in this but yeah he is a church boy he goes to church with your mom god i could see him being all right and he chooses he chooses that Mm. like he's Oh boy, he's going right down the alt right pipeline. Yeah. Um. Oh, so you can say that, but I can't say he's a dick. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. He's my nephew. Yo, when he's gonna call me, call, say in front of me that the two vegan cupcakes he ate were gro- were disgusting because he found out they were vegan. He's yeah. a dick. I, I think he heard that from somebody probably, and and parroted it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, could have been, been her. Never mind. Never mind. Um. Um. And yeah. yeah uh, honestly, I don't think uh, the closest I've had, as far as somebody close to me coming out of the closet, so to say, is probably the drummer from my high school band, and he didn't come out as uh, gay. This is actually kind of hilarious, just because it's. It's very downplayed in the... It's not even in the LGBT... I guess it would be Q. But it's very downplayed nowadays with the right. transgenderism. He's a transvestite, which is He's hilarious. He's a cross-dresser. Exactly, which is hilarious. Not hilarious, like, ha-ha, demean him. But hilarious in that growing <laughs> up, he always... He loved hair metal, which is very androgynous, androgynous yeah. and dressing. And then one day, I just noticed his pictures online went from Vince Neil to, like... 
wine ant. But he... He doesn't identify. Sexual, sexuality speaking is straight. As far as I know. Thing, things can change. We're not really close anymore. But I remember when, like, uh, the very rare occasion our old high school group of friends would hang out, the other few guys were a little like, what's what's he doing? And I was like, oh, he's, he's doing his fucking thing. Yeah. You know? I, keep my, I also had a closer angle into that because Neil, for a time, was basically living in the same duplex right. as him. Well, what about your uh, your trans cousin? Didn't he initially come out as a lesbian? He, at he came out as a lesbian. Uh, he was the younger sibling of the initial lesbian one that came out cousin, as lesbian. Yes. So that was a little like uh, there's there's Johnny come lately. There's three quote unquote sisters. Yeah, there's three. And one is straight. Yes, and uh, yeah. So before. Before, what had happened was they they had gotten married at 22, and all of us were like, fucking why? He's like, I know what I'm doing. Right. And then, hilariously, later, we, we, we don't talk anymore, so if there's a little negativity in my voice, it does not have to do with their choices, it has to do with them becoming kind of a dickhead. Um, but, that, yeah, despite, you know, saying, like, I know what I'm doing, then blame, like, well, I just felt so much pressure from my family. Like, nobody wanted you to get married at 22. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Uh, basically developed an extreme crush on a friend's girlfriend. I realized, like, oh, I guess I'm a lesbian now. And then that went on for a few years. And then it was, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, what's her name? Randall. I'm Randall now. Which is funny because he's a trans man, and is he not with a tra- he's with a trans man, and right? he's with another trans man. So you would think he still gay. Yeah, yeah, like kind of a lateral. He move. wasn't even. He's not even straight. Um, interesting. So, what was your? Because you're kind of like weird when it comes to the LGBTQ situation. I mean, you've definitely gotten a lot more. No, 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 no. no. My, uh, I, I was confused with the T's. And um, I, I, I'm not. Let's say grain of salt with some of the. You know, what? let's go down the entire LGBTQ acronym. Oh and, God! And rate them as yeah. far as like good, good. Eh. So, um, so my point being is, and you've definitely gotten a lot more. Uh, open. So, uh-huh. Especially since all of the trans uh, stuff going on right now. Right. It, like with taking away their rights. The, the, the exact thing I've said lately is there are, are some there are some aspects of the conversation that I disagree with. Uh, like there are some people who believe any notion of gender role is damaging to all people and we should do... And these are extremists, of course. And we should do away with all gender forever, etc., um, there are some people, I, I feel the need to clarify because right now so much of the concern of transgenderism with kids is just wrong. They think like if a five-year-old says, I think I'm a girl and they have really woke parents like, well, let's go and get your dick cut off. That's not happening. Right. Not happening even fucking a little bit. I do think if your four-year-old comes out and uh, all right, let's say this, especially if you were, say, somebody involved with NPR, because this happened with several of them, and your five-year-old says, I think I'm a different gender, 
and you go on your nationally syndicated radio show, liberal radio show, and be like, I would like to announce that my basically yesterday a toddler is trans. Like, let's slow our fucking roll. Handle that in public. I mean, uh, uh, in, in, in private. Like, you're definitely you know, grandstanding. Because honestly, you don't know what kind of damage that's going to do to your child as they get older. Yeah. To have that information out there it's almost, in a way they didn't choose. It's not a popular thing to say, but kids do go through phases. I mean, you want to hear something ridiculous, and this could be an entirely bullshit statistic, but I've read quite a few things that all of a sudden, during the, uh, during the COVID shutdown... Um, transgenderism amongst uh, biological teen girls plummeted. Like, suddenly, all... Uh, and again, I don't know how they find this data, but the finding, basically, was, oh, suddenly when the peer group is not involved, this big demonstrative action dipped extremely. And it's... it's I'm not going to say it's everybody, but... Well, I, I'm not going to comment on that one way or another, because I don't know that... I, I got too far away. To tighten it up... I think I think there are conversations that need to I, I'm supportive. I don't agree with everything, but in a environment right now where they're being actively legislated against, like legally oppressed and like people who genuinely just fucking hate them, calling them groomers, pedophiles, fuck any of my quibbles, we need to protect them. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. So so I'll shut my fucking mouth right now, except for here. This is our podcast. Right. And I didn't even mean to get into all of this. My point being, the only reason I started saying that you haven't always been super open, not quite the right word, but um, I feel like lately you're, you didn't really like get the drag thing so much and you've been getting more into that lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're... I feel like your gateway into that was Trixie Mattel. Well, I mean, if you want to get into it, my bigger gateway into all of this was Hedwig. True, true. Because Hedwig... But did you, like, seek out drag culture after Hedwig? Um, no. Right. No. Okay, yes. I will give you that. Yes, Trixie Mattel, who I got into for her music, actually, um, is what got me, is what took me down the drag pipeline. Right. Okay, so how did you first hear about Trixie? Me and my former roommate uh, were both music fans, but we realized we had trouble finding new music. Uh, just because there's so fucking much out there. And so we developed a thing. There is uh, the Billboard Heat Seekers chart, which is, you know, obviously the number one record of the week, etc. Heat Seekers chart is for artists who have never, ever charted before. So they take them from the big list, the big sales list, and they make them their own list. of That's like, cool. Yes. And in that, I found something, uh, Trixie Mattel, and the album was called Two Birds. And what it is, is it's basically an album of pseudo-country, a lot of them duets, but Trixie and his, you know, real-life male persona, Brian Furcus, basically one person playing male and female parts. Mm-hmm. And I heard the song, Mama Don't Make Me, uh, yeah, Mama Don't Make Me Put On The Dress Again, and I loved it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I really dig this. And also, Trixie just has such an avant-garde look. Oh, yeah. That, that really, like, dragged me, dragged, uh, mm. me in. Well, and that's what she says in Drag Race. Like, she paints for, like, the, the other side of the, what she say? Because they're like, oh, paint so the back of the room can see. And she's like, yes. I paint so they can see me on, like, the other side of the street or something like that. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a classical thing, not only in professional wrestling, but in metal performance, where the whole idea of the big stage show 
is you're putting on enough of a show that the person with the worst seat in the house is getting a great fucking mm-hmm. show. Uh, so you got into Trixie, and then, so what... I never really had a problem with drag. No, I didn't think you did, but you were you got more into like yeah, I was, drag I was, culture. I was uninterested. Uh, Par- well, Paris is Burning didn't take me into drag, but it got me more into like just understand uh, un- understanding the spots that like I feel like every straight person is really like oh the gay disco or the gay bathhouse, but. Uh, in the mainstream culture, not everybody's going to know what, like, a ball was. Right, and for those that don't know, Paris is Burning is a documentary that pretty much showcases 80s gay ball culture. Right, and that's where you learn about Vogue's and the, uh, the houses right. and a lot of these, you know, street kids, basically. And as I said before, I have a fascination with uh, cultures that I, I... I have a fascination with cultures and media that are not made for me at all. I love a lot of black exploitation films from the 70s, which are starring, made by, and made for black audiences, just because it's, uh, I, I, I just like it. As I've said before, when I got involved with music, it kind of took away the magic of music a little bit when, right. you know, you kind of see where the strings are, what the structure is. So to take me completely out of my element is like, oh, I don't know what the fuck this is. This is cool. And I would say, as a good white hetero person, I get into these things without ever demanding that they cater to me. The fact that they don't cater to me is the thing that I like. Right. So you start watching Trixie and Katya. Right. And I found them very funny. Right. I, li- I like their dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I realized how much uh, comedy factored into drag at first. I really did not get that. Well, and that's the thing about drag that's really cool is uh, there's kind of something for everyone. Yes. There's a lot of different types circus. of of drag there's fashion and you're kind of learning that even more probably watching drag race yeah there's like fashion drag there's, I, I'm, there's, very, I'm very curious how lip syncing came to be i guess performance i'm like why not just sing because some of these girls can't sing yeah and plus it's like people like probably want to hear the actual song uh-huh. and you're able and there are drag pe- people who do sing right Trixie. Right. Well, no, but I mean who sing... RuPaul, too. Right. I meant who sing <laughs> covers. Like, uh, who sing in their acts. Right. Um, But, like, they'll actually do live performances. But there's a lot that comes with doing a live performance like that, too. And think, like, of all the other things drag performers are doing in the meantime. Like, adding singing to it is mm-hmm. another thing. You will also start to see... Because we are now watching Drag Race Season 4, and you'll see Detox... One of the contest contestants, uh, her way of lip syncing in it of itself is like very performative because she does these like quivering with her lips that make it uh, look like over the top, uh-huh. and that's part of it too. But so you start, you were watching Trixie and Katya, and you were very into them. So finally, we started watching oh, season five. By the way, to to get the full missing link evolution of Jesse being interested in gay shit, moving backwards, it would be Trixie. Hedwig and fucking, well, Rent and then Rocky Horror. Mm, yes. That strong lineage. Which, yeah, and um, Rocky Horror is an interesting one. But, yeah, so you've, no, it's not that this was your first introduction, but I, I feel like you're more interested in learning more about it and watching it more. Yeah. So we watched 
their season, Trixie and Katya's, which is season five. Mm-hmm. We're now watching season four. And I mean, the drama is just kind of hilarious, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's very cool. I I I'm very interested in a drag queen aggression. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a great stand up bit that John Mulaney does, where he talks like, "Oh, your version of a woman is being really catty and talking down to people and loud." I hate to tell you, your version of a woman sounds a lot like a guy. <laughs> um. Well, what are you, what in watching Drag Race where you're being exposed to like more types of drag? What would you say? Like, what types of queens do you tend um, to like? I mean, I like fashion more than I realized, just because I was a big fan of Violet Chachki all through She's season great. five, and just because a lot of the fashion choices were like really like grabbing, like oh that looks fu-. like more than anything else. I'm not I'm not looking sexually for these, although you know sometimes hey the, that padding goes places. <laughs> but something when somebody comes out like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, Violet looks like very old Hollywood too. Yes. Um, you would probably like Aquaria. She's very fashion forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and also very young. Uh, I also like the old queens. I like the old. I like the older ones. The old. I like the funny queens. I love the, a funny the, the, queen. The sassy and brassy. I love the funny ones. Um, that's why I like Alaska. Yeah, the, 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 that's where I, I like feel drinks. like I, some of the fashion ones, I think Violet stuck out, but I think a lot of the fashion ones kind of lose me just because I really get lost on just the, like, you know, look how elegant I am. Right, that's the thing. I think you got to have something more. Um, but that's why I think you'd like Aquaria, too, because she's, like, not... She's got a very distinct type of fashion. Uh-huh. And it's, like, high fashion. Right. Um. Yeah, season five that we watched... I loved uh, Ginger Minge. I thought Ginger Minge was very funny, but also completely different, but like very short, uh, heavier, heavier queen. Yes. But uh, yeah, she was great. Um, Well, I'm curious who you're going to like in this season. I haven't picked anything out in season four. All I said so far is season four versus season five. I'm shocked how unattractive everybody is. Like, like season five, like, okay, these are some like cute dudes. Even somebody like Katya. Who I wouldn't say is, cl- I wouldn't say they're unattractive, even if they're not, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There was someone. O- on any other season, is there just like one like jacked fucking alpha queen? Yes, I was about to say. Well, personality wise, they were not alpha. But I was watching a season 10 and Cameron, My- I think it was season 10 that Cameron Michaels is in. But you were like, everyone was talking about how hot Cameron Michaels was. He was like very buff. And uh-huh. you were like, whoa, like they do look good. Okay. Like. Uh, um, but yes, he, like, even in drag, he's, like, super, wait, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, I don't know, I think Alaska's cute, um, in a, like, quirky kind of way. Uh, wait, I was gonna say something, and then I forgot. Uh, but yes, we, so we're watching Drag Race, we are now starting Pose, mm-hmm. which is more similar to... Paris, Paris is, is burning. burning. It's like yeah, a dramatization of that. Um, like this is Cameron Michaels. I'm showing him a picture. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for you to get into that. Cool. I think I think you're gonna end up liking it. The acting is stiff in the beginning, but and the episodes are long, but it's it's a very short mm-hmm. series. Um. And it's interesting because we had made the 
the observation that like there were no there are no real cis females in ballroom culture mm-hmm. or ballroom ball culture like what would their you know what would their place be i don't know so, I mean, yeah, where do they fit exactly? And obviously lesbians had a big part of, like, being allies during the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were obviously present and, like, commingled with the gay culture. But, yeah, I felt like, like, balls, like, and houses felt um, like it was for gay men and trans women who were just kicked out of their family or needed a place to needed their own family right like yeah it it almost felt like uh it 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 was very insular like they didn't they didn't want anyone there that was outside of the community right i feel like in a weird way like being a lesbian is probably like easier to hide too Mm. you know like I don't know. I feel you could go over a girlfriend's house and like have a sleepover, and your parents won't like think anything of it necessarily. Yeah, well, as I've said before, girls in general are just kind of gagger. <laughs> Seriously, it's like the, the the notion of like let's practice kissing on each other. Like that's you know. That's true. I guess guys don't do that. No, no, we don't. We <laughs> we hit each other in the balls and uh, pick on any tiny foible. I remember I had a mirror in my room just like a, a big mirror oh my god did you kiss yourself no no i think i had a trash pick but just like a lot of mirrors i had some smudge on it but uh my friends came over and they deduced like oh yeah that smudge must be cum ew you're jerking off and literally it became like jesse jerks off to himself in a mirror imagine like, just like why? looking in a mirror and jerking off seriously <laughs> I, do remember, I do remember looking at my own butthole in that mirror though <laughs> what would you think it's like man this this is as good as it's ever going to look. Oh, my God. I just, <laughs> I just got an image of you doing that. That's right. Like, of course you did. Standing. How, standing, of course. Standing, bending you? over. Like, 12, 13. <laughs> I'll still do it every now and again. Check in. See how things pop. I mean, you got to. You got to Yeah, now I have to. I have there. actual trouble back there. For, um, for looking at it often, I neglected it. <laughs> so. When was the last time you looked at your butthole in a mirror? It's been quite a while. It, honestly, it baffles me to find out that, like, women... Uh, I, I've heard so many women say that when they were young, they didn't even realize they had, like, a hole down there. What do you mean? Like, they didn't realize they had an actual vaginal hole. They just thought it was, like, a little, like, urethra yeah, thing. When you say young, how old are we talking? I don't know. I didn't... <laughs> the situations I found my in where a girl said this, I never said, like, yeah, what age? <laughs> True, fair yeah, enough. No, you never went exploring. But literally just like, oh yeah, no, I'm just surprised more girls just never looked at their shit in a mirror. I think most girls have by a certain point. Mm. Um, it is trickier than a dick and balls. You you just can't see that far true, down there. True, Um, Yeah, you really got to like explore. Yeah. Um, I, I told you, every man I have ever known... The universal experience is the first time we ever got to touch a vagina. We're all perplexed at how low it is. Because yeah. we think it's going to be like where our dick and balls are. <laughs> so funny. Like, it's yeah. just like an open. It's like, like still I'm... like, did it fucking close up? What's going on here? <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. So, getting interested in drag and, uh, you know, it's just so trickier now with. What, what do you think of the entire. It's it really is fucked up that like 
Do you think most of conservative America even knows the difference between trans and drag? Absolutely not. Mm. If they do, like, I don't know. Uh, just like the fact that they're like, oh, this is impressionable young people. It's like, okay. I obviously don't think they're trying to like turn people into drag. But let's say they are. Mm-hmm. Or let's say like kids, like are kids even realizing this is a man in a costume essentially? Mm. Like they probably think it's like a boisterous woman. You know so, what I mean? I'm going to show you a photo because this gets shared a lot. This is uh, Lactatia. This is the the small little kid, Queen Lactatia, who wants to be a child drag queen. Oh, and I didn't even realize this. Basically, anytime you hear conservatives talking about how inappropriate this is, this is the photo that gets shared. And I only realize now that's Violet Chachki. Oh my God, it is. Yeah, but this is a very young child dragged up with Violet Chachki pretty much naked except for a tuck doesn't look on the one hand doesn't look great on the other hand i mean this is also like i think if a dude took his son into a men's locker room this is what he would see right but uh yeah i would say this is very nowhere indicative of what any child would experience at a drag show no and but at the same time yeah that probably shouldn't be happening right uh and i think trixie made and at that point, it's on the parents. Right. Right? Like, but Trixie made the point of, like, not all drag is for everyone, and that's okay, and there is drag that's appropriate for kids, and there is drag that isn't appropriate for kids. Right. And- he specifically said, like, saying drag is inappropriate for children is like saying movies are inappropriate for children because some of them are sexual. Right. And she even says, like, my drag is not for children. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see your kids in my right. show, but... And I know drag story time has been a big thing because it's particularly aimed towards children. So how do you feel about that now? Because I know you were weird about it at first. I still think it's really fucking... So, alright, here are basically my opinion. If you're a kid and you want to go to drag t- story time, good on you. If you're a drag queen and you want to market yourself as somebody who does drag story time to kids, good on you. If you're... A very liberal parent, specifically taking your kid to drag story time, I question your motives a little bit. I'm not saying any kind of groomer thing. I'm saying I question how much you're really. I I, I guess if it is story time, I by that virtue to, alone, I would take our kids. To by drag that virtue story alone, time. it is specifically for children. Yeah, I would take my kids to drag story time. I just I I I thought it's a, it was a really weird hill to die on. But conservatives are also dying on that hill. Right. And not to mention, if it wasn't, if it, if it was gone, it's not like they wouldn't just move the goalposts instead. So, right. Fuck them. Again, for a bunch of people, like, look. And, like, people like, are, hey, like, hey, Mississippi. like, doing terrorist attacks against yeah. drag story time. Like, hey, Mississippi, you also want to raise your children without any sex education. And you know what happens? Your kids get molested and they knock each other up at 13 also, at like, a higher rate than anywhere else. And if you care so much about parental choice, let the parents take the kids to see the fucking drag story. Right. Thing. That's my problem is it's like, Oh, parent parental choice, unless it's uh, something I don't agree with. Exactly. That's what, that's what all the conservatives are. Cause, but, but guns. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just so over it. Uh, Guess what? When I was a little kid, my parent, my mother took me to see a man in a dress speaking every week. It was a Catholic church. 
And I was in more danger there than I would have ever been at a fucking drag show. Yeah. I mean, I play, I would love to take our kids to drag brunch when she's old enough. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and these are, in the end, these are over-the-top char- characters, you know? Right. And kids respond to that. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know? Like, they also respond to characters that are, you know, a guy dressed up as Elmo. Exactly. Nobody's saying like, oh, well, he be- he better be using the human. He better be using the monster restroom. If Although, he's if he's sneaking his way into the human restroom, he might be doing all I sorts of things. Sesame Street is off for conservatives because there's some. I think they did some trans something or other. Or well, I mean, they've very been huge character on or opening. Some shit. I mean, they. I I finally saw an episode with their autistic character. Oh, which you know what's. Uh, interesting wait is the monster autistic or the baby or the kid what on sesame street i don't know is so i think the only thing to distinguish it as a monster is is they're furry i don't think this one is furry i think it's just like a puppet right but it's not a kid is my point it's not a little kid no it's a puppet okay but uh (laughs) i forget i think it might have been joe murdoch had the classic joke that uh Famously. It's like, Famous. oh, yeah, they introduced a puppet with autism. Like, that's funny. I didn't even know puppets got vaccines. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, apparently a, a lot of... So this character was developed with the help of an autis- autism group. And then uh, they started doing stuff this group didn't agree with at all. And they did some work with Autism Speaks, which is apparently Oh, that's, very, like, not a good group. Yeah, so... So now, so uh, well, you know what it is? I think it was a lot of, uh, they talk about how people, how some people with autistic children feel like they're mourning their kid's potential. Okay. Because as we said before, one of the things about autism is it's, there seems to be a sudden digression uh-huh. of, uh, of Digression? I think capability. the term is regression. Regression. Whatever. D, re, <laughs> but yeah, there, there is regression. And uh, some parents feel like they have to mourn, like, their child's potential to a certain degree. Which is sad. Which is sad, but this this original group was, you know, they're perfect the way they are. There's nothing wrong. Like, eh, I don't know. Everybody wants to recontextualize and relativize. It, it can't be easy. It can't be easy either way. Rationalize. I didn't say rationalize. No, you said relativize. No, no, no. I mean, I mean relativize specifically as is like, that a word? It, it, as close as moral relativism is, but to to relativize, I would say, even if I'm not using the exact word right, I mean it in the tor- term of like uh, moral relativism, okay. where like, it is a word. like oh oh, there's nothing wrong with autistic people. They're just different. It's exactly the same. They can do anything as you like. I mean, it, it also depends on the level of autism. Exactly. Yeah, I have, I, I have, uh, I have two cousins who have Down syndrome. One on one side of the family, That's one on the autism. other. I no, shut up and listen here. <laughs> I have two cousins who have Down syndrome on opposite sides of the family. One is about forty, the other is about eight. The one that is forty has never spoken a word, is completely incapable, and the other one is eight years old and can talk pretty well and probably will be able to have some level of independence in the future. That's what I mean of being, like, very different. Uh, yeah. Yeah, same diagnosis, very different cases. My dad totally is on the spectrum. Yeah, I agree. But, like, also clearly a functioning adult. Yeah, he's... he's relatively speaking. <laughs> talking about... 
He'll be the first being one on, to being see on the that, spectrum. So. He's he's over the rainbow. He's in the pot of gold. We still have not found that Google. We have not. What the fuck? It's okay. I don't need it. I'm Dad, if I'm you're listening, fat. we haven't found that Google still. So, yeah. So overall, so you're you're get you're feeling more into drag culture now. Yeah, I, I'm considering doing a, a, a podcast where I have. I thought you were gonna say drag. Yeah, I'll do drag. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I've consider. Uh, I'm considering making a podcast where straight dudes watch and review Drag Race and probably other like gay, uh, gay media. I can't wait for someone to steal your idea that listened to this. Well, I guess I should delete this. Yeah. I guess I'll have to hunt down and kill everybody who listens to this podcast if they steal my idea. You don't have too many people. Doesn't matter. All right. I didn't reveal the name. The name is the money. Do you so. have one? Oh, I have one. Can I? Oh, I already told it to you. Did you just spill something on our fucking couch? Yeah. That's okay. We also have toddler urine on the in this couch right now. No, we don't. No, we do it. Oh, yeah. oh, his name. Uh, forty. What's the time? Oh, forty thirty. Wait, he peed on the couch? Yeah, he told you he peed on the couch at the party. Wait, I didn't know that. What the fuck? We talked about this a bunch of times. So, but I thought he was in a diaper. No, he wasn't a diaper. Is it clean? She did her best. <laughs> so we just you vomited on this couch in the last <laughs> six months. That's but it's what, my couch. That's why when she's like, we're like, I'm just so sorry. Like, there's worse things that have happened. It's that my couch. couch. So, besides, it went through his underwear, his pants, and then into the couch. So He peed on my couch. Yeah, he was sitting here watching the other one play a video game, and he just was too excited to get up and go to the bathroom. So, so he peed on our couch. <laughs> he peed on our couch? Yeah. Great. Sorry. Yeah, for that, that, that part that party wasn't as successful as you thought. We huh? did. We maybe it was too successful. It's not a party till a toddler pisses on your whizzes on your couch. We definitely need to get a new couch one day. We do. And the thing is, this thing is so fucking heavy and has so many electronics. Like I can't even move this to the basement and have this be the basement one. I know? mean, I, I you know what I would like to do? I would like to get two love seats for the basement. <laughs> Ooh, two love seats? You gonna well, have some love one, down Just there? one love seat. Just one love seat. Uh, I'm I'm too big. To one lovey dovey seat. I'm too big to share. You a love and Neil seat. can love the seat. Ooh. Ooh, fancy. Oh, fancy. Playing with your cavernous belly button. Yeah. Just yeah. Go ahead. Finger my hole. What's up? <laughs> Finger my umbilicus, yeah. Yeah, so, alright. Well, on that note. So that's our drag episode. Yeah. Um, anything else? Anything you want to plug? KYG, uh, listen Y2K? to KYG Y2K on YouTube. I think we have like three episodes in the can. They're not up yet. Why? They... Our, our editor's busy. Other, uh, uh, We need to start chipping in with the editing. Yeah. Because he's got a lot on his workload. And we don't pay him, so I can't complain. So what's the last episode that was out? Uh, the last episode that's out was TRL. Oh, great, damn. Great that's a while episode. ago. But we also recorded an episode on Three Ninjas and one on Super Mario Brothers. And we hilariously... Famously. Famously. You're like, oh, we should do... Because our, our editor is gay. Like, oh, we should do we should do a Pride Month episode. Like, yeah, it'll be done in August. <laughs> if, we, if we shot it all today, it'll be ready in time for 9-11. So... Check out KYGY2K. That's right. All right. Thanks, guys. See. Bye. Bye. Bye.